Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Malik, and LaVon, and Ant's probably joining us later. All right, Malik. So Andy Reid outcoached him is what you're trying to tell me. He outcoached oh, yeah. the shit out oh, of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you crazy? LaVon and Malik serious? still both believe this. So Absolutely. you don't think the fumble had anything to do with the outcome I'm of the not, game I'm, and the calls that they made so, or any of that? So I'm not saying so. So okay. I'm not saying, LeVon, yeah. you can feel free to back me up. I'm not saying that the fumble didn't matter. Obviously, the well, fumble matters. Yeah, it's seven points. Obviously, the fumble matters. It's seven points. It tied, it tied the game up. Okay. But what I'm saying to you is if he does not fumble, there uh-huh. is no way for us to know what would have happened. It was third and six. Yeah, let's say it's just a three and out. That's what I'm saying. Let's say it's a three and out, and they and they punt the ball up 14-7. We yeah. don't know how the rest of that game is going to play out. What we know is that even though he fumbled, the Philadelphia Eagles still had a 24-14 lead going into the half. So they still had a 10-point lead going into the half, which means that the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs had to make up a 10 plus score additional points to prevent Philadelphia from catching them. Yeah. And that's where the coaching comes in. The coaching comes in in the second half when I have to make up a 10-point deficit because of how we played in the first half. I have to make up that deficit and stop you. That's where coaching comes in. And that's why coaching matters in the second half of that game. The fumble matters because it has it 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 is it, yeah, it, it gives them seven the extra points. But it only but the fumble matters because it creates the situation by which coaching has to then has to then you know, take over. You have to now you have to figure out a way to make up a 10-point deficit and defeat your opponent. That's not done. That has nothing to do with that fumble. That fumble okay. is here. You see what I'm saying? Like that's that's what I'm saying. When you say the fumble is the reason that they lost, that's yeah. just looking at it from that's just looking at it from a points perspective. That's just saying that the seven that Kansas City got because of the fumble is the seven that they would have gotten that they would not have gotten otherwise. You can't. Well, say no, I'm that. looking at it from they would have had seven less points. Like if I but take you the can't seven say that they away, would have never scored those seven to uh, again. Well, they were stopping their offense in the first half. But they, you can't. They got say zero that they stops in the second scored. half. Like Mahomes played a perfect but, second half. But that's what I'm saying. You can't say that they wouldn't have scored. You can say yeah, that you're making it seem like he. Seeing, you're making it seem like he called the defense, and the defense is the reason why they lost. But the offense worked perfectly. Like they put up no, 35 points and they lost the Super Bowl. No, that was not a defensive game by any stretch. Neither. No, I know. That's my point. The, other, the offenses kept going back and forth, and he just ran out of time. Philadelphia got more than enough calls in that game. I'm not debating the calls. I'm talking about the coaching. Where did he get out coached? That's what I'm not understanding. Where, where did he here. get out coached? Andy Reid's the the goal. Well, the goal line plays. Both of those goal line touchdowns where those receivers were wide open. That was adjustments made based on what he saw the defense was doing with the switch offs. They weren't manning up. They were switching the safety off when they saw motion. He saw that, so he had the 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 man in motion okay. instead of going all the way through. Put his foot in the ground and turn out, and it's a wide open touchdown. And that's coaching. And if the coach tells you, and if yeah, if the coach tells you to follow him and then switch off, and you don't switch off, you didn't do what the coach said, which means you were nowhere near your man. No, no, which means you didn't execute the play. Hold on, let me. He did execute the play. Hold on, I'm not going to pretend to know this. Okay, I'm not going to pretend like. Yes, I'm not going to pretend like I noticed this, but all of the overanalyzation of the game, they showed how they ran that exact play 
a couple of times. And I noticed when they ran the play the second time on the goal line. I was and like, and how the Philadelphia and how the Philadelphia Eagles played it the first time when the motion man actually went through, how they were covering it, and based on that, okay, based on that, Andy Reid and maybe Eric Bieniemy too made the adjustment at the goal line where instead of Tony going straight through and um the other kid Scott Moore. They put their foot in the ground and they doubled back, and that's why they were absolutely wide open twice. Right. Twice. And not just and not just that, Levon. They showed it. One of the I can't remember was it ESPN or whatever. They ran that play on second they, down. Back to back. They ran the play on second down. Back to back. And then ran it again on third down with that little with that, with that hitch. Just add and a to, wrinkle in. And, and to my exact point, down, wait. To down. my exact point, why is that coaching as opposed to the players not not, not following the their man? Who makes the call? <laughs> because you didn't follow your man. You covered him on the first time, but you didn't Ace. cover him the second time. Ace. No, they did. No, no, they, they did. did. They did. The defense did. The defense. The defense what, yes. what the coaches told. What the coaches told Philadelphia. It, it was indefensible. If they run that motion, just keep going through. Across, no, yes. no, it's not keep going through. If they run no. the motion, the corner state. The corner it's drops back to the safety. Drops the safety back, and the safety up. will take the motion. And the safety guy. takes the motion guy. They saw that's that. What, that's, what, that's what they were doing. Okay. He adjusted to it. So then, when he saw it when, on second down, Kansas City runs that motion, and Philadelphia does exactly what they were trained to do. They okay. drop the corner, and the safety mm-hmm. steps up Got to it. play on the other side. So then, the next time they mm-hmm. ran the motion, Philadelphia yes. did exactly what they were supposed to do, and instead of running the full motion. The player stops, turns, and goes back, and Philadelphia yes. was caught out. And that, that's coaching. Ace. And at that, that, that time, the corner, the corner can't make that adjustment on the fly because he's already switched off, saying, "Okay, I'm going to take." Not talking, hold on, I'm not talking about the corner making that adjustment. I'm talking about the safety staying with the guy who went back. He's supposed to follow him he back. Can't. He can't. He's, he's the safety. He can't. Can't. Wait, wait. Why? He Why? Because he, he's not quick it's enough. Impossible. You're, you're telling me it's a, the it's a receiver. Hold field. on. Listen to me for a second. If the receiver can stop gotta, and go back, why that. can't the safety who's supposed no. to be following him stop the and go safety, back? The safety, because the safety is in the back. He's not follow, He's not lined up across from that receiver. He's, he's picking following him, up him as in he's the, moving. Listen to me. If he's following you know, him through the motion, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. If he's following him through the motion, if he's following him through the motion, right, and he doesn't go all the way through, then yeah. whose responsibility is it when he sees him to start running back? Is it still his? We got it's the corners. Up. It's the corners, but the corner has now no. backed off. Malik, okay, so then your safety's just going to leave him alone and just assume the corner's going to get him? You know, it happens way too fast. It happens way no. too fast on the goal line. It's no way the safety can follow that man once he backs up and backs track. That's why he was wide open. You'd have to no. see it on screen. If we, okay. could, if we had... All right, I'm just telling you. I get so what you're saying, because so, you're picturing it like the safety's... If I see if I, yeah, if I see him moving across, I have to have I have to have the intelligence to understand. Well, if he goes back, I got to go back with him because no one's gonna be there but me. No, and that's and what no, I'm saying not, is that's on the player. If the guy runs to the middle, fakes, and then that goes is, back, no, then that's that not what the coach was talking about. And I have to no. understand that on I have to understand that on the field. That and what is, you're saying is, once the coach calls it, hey, if coach, I make a mistake, as long as I run the play to the T, run the coverage to the T, it is what it is. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that a coach calls. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying that a coach calls a play. Yeah. That for two weeks, these two teams, these two teams have planned and prepped for one another. Yeah. So coach A call coach A calls a play, coach B counters it. That's exactly that's what coaching is. 
Got it. You call play A, I counter with play B. And and we run that play over and over and over again. So that every time, so that what, what I've trained, what the players are trained to do is that when they see this motion, when they see this thing happen, this is, what this you is do. our response. Yeah. This Got is it. how we respond. So now, so wait, so Ace, so now when you get into the game and yes. we're actually playing the game, uh-huh. And those and and the team and team A decides, you know what, we're gonna run that play that we ran 50 times over the course of over the course of the time. And we're gonna watch and we're gonna see what the team does to counter that. We're looking gotcha. for the counter. Yeah. Then we see the counter. We we watch uh-huh. the counter. And the second so in the, the second play, the second down plays, yeah. when they watch the counter, the second down plays, both of those plays ended up with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball away. Yeah. yeah. He, in one in one instance he throws the ball away and the other instance he hands the ball off. They know that they're not going to get anything on that play because that play was des- is designed one way and Philadelphia is interactive. So now gotcha. we say, follow, okay, yeah. Now we know what they're going to do when we run this. So now when we run this, we're going to run it, they're going to they're going to respond wrinkle. and yes. we're going to put a wrinkle in it that changes it. And you and can't changing, adjust changing, in mid that's play. Like, that's like that's like the Philly special that they, that Philadelphia ran way back. You know, this is what that's what coaching is. Ace coaching cannot. Is, is, so what you're telling me is, is, once they run that Philly special, if somebody on the defense comes out and makes a spectacular play, we have to assume that he decided to do that on his own, not that Bill Belichick explained to him to understand the I, game that if this happens, then do this. Can I explain? Can I go really quickly? Yeah, really go ahead. Quickly. So you got to play. Malik explained it very well. I'm going to piggyback off of that. What the play is, Malik said it exactly right. You see what somebody does. You're like, this is our counter. Philly's defense has a counter. They run the play. You run the counter. It works. Then a coach like Andy Reid says, okay, they're going to counter with this. We're going to do this to counter the counter. Yeah, we're going to fake that. Yeah. Yes. There is no way. When that motion man, when that Tony, that Sky Moore is sprinting, Mm-hmm. Across the formation and the cornerback, maybe the cornerback can sprint with him mm-hmm. and possibly change direction. But when he stops and he knows he's sprinting, I'm not going to try to chase after him and be behind him the whole time and not catch him on the goal line or within the five. Instead, the safety who's already ahead of him is going to go that way and match up with him and, and meet him on the other side of the line. When he stops and the safety who is ahead is supposed to pick him up, when that receiver stops his motion and doubles back, it's in an instant. It's on hike. It is no way the corner is then going to say, oh, and then turn to forget his assignment. Or the safety is no way going to catch up after being that so far behind or that far ahead of what he thought the play was going to be to get to that man. That's why both times wide open touchdowns that is just brilliant adjustments i'm not arguing i'm not arguing that the corner is supposed to see him and make and understand that i'm saying if the safety is going with him and i don't see him on both those times he never went back he just kept going across the field yeah so what you're telling me is the the player wait wait, listen to what i'm saying so what you're telling me is the players on defense for the philadelphia eagles were so not paying attention to what was going on as opposed to actually watching the guys on the field. They were just the play was so ingrained to them. The defensive call and coverage was so ingrained no. to them. Once they started no. going in one direction, hold on. Once they started going in one direction, yeah. there was no possible way for them to change direction. That's what you're telling Ace, me. Ace, once that once Ace. that ball is that's high, what you're telling the me. Safety is the safety is already ahead of that motion. That's the yeah, point of the and defense. he can't stop and come back. So when he sees him stop, 
He can't go back. He's just stuck. In, in essence, he's ahead. Okay. In essence, he's ahead of the. What if he's not ahead of him? What if he's late there? What if he's beating him to the middle? He's not. That's the point. We could go look at the game tape and see was he with them or was he ahead of them. He was was never with him. The point of the switch is so that the safety is ahead of him, so the guy doesn't have the angle, so he can cut him off. So in essence, if he's ahead of him, then when he reverses field, he's behind him. I think you should go look. I think you should should go back and look at that play and see where the safety was in terms of following him across the field. He and see, I mean, see what the safety was in terms of following. I just want to add, add one thing. Him. Go ahead, Ant. Okay. Ahead. I just want to add one thing is that a lot of players notice in the NFL is that the one thing the coaches always tell them you just play, you just play your um, you know, you just do your role, you play your role or whatever. You don't go off the off the off the um the actual play itself. That actually could come into a play as well because they don't want to just you know quite be like go you know John Wayne it going off you know off off script and going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Only a few players in the NFL actually done that, you know, like say Troy Palomalu type of type, type of player, or whatever. But yeah. most players, most players in the NFL, they just stick to the script. This is my assignment, or whatever. Let me stick to my assignment. They're not thinking yeah. about you know switching off of their assignments and going somewhere else. Okay, Best. but at some point, shouldn't the safety should the safety should have noticed? Oh, he's not coming hey. my way anymore. What do I do? What do I yell out? It's too late. It's no, too late to say anything. There was no chance. Yes, it's there was too no late. chance. I'm telling you it now. It's too off, late, sir. You're telling off, me you're telling me that play is unguardable, and I and I'm not accepting that. I'm not that saying that. I'm not, yes, yes, not saying that play is unguardable. That's what LeVon's saying. No, no, no. no. You, you you know what you know what can blow up that play? What man, 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 man. Okay. But they didn't call man coverage. Or or man-man or what Philadelphia was supposed to have, which was the most dominant pass rush in the NFL. And they had no sacks. And they did not. And they None. did not have because they kept getting hands to the face. So we that's had, that's we had, had they they Philadelphia was in the pass rush. They kept getting hands to the face all night. We oh, had Patrick boy. Mahomes. But they did though. Getting rid of the ball. We had Patrick Mahomes uh, who was getting rid of the ball within two seconds. And, His yes, and the field was a little was two point four seconds. So you're talking. What you're telling me is, you are not getting a pass rush on me. I can make a play call that's going to confuse your defense for just enough time for me to get that ball out because you're not rush. You're not getting to the passer. That's all you need to combination of things, but what I'm saying is the play call mm-hmm. allows for allows for everything else to happen. If Philadelphia's players can't get a rush, to Levon's point, Philadelphia doesn't switch to a man. Yeah, and say, you know what? After the first time this happened, this is never going to happen to us again because we're switching to man. Okay. Then, then there's no, there's nothing that they can do. And there's literally nothing that they're going to do. It's going to work exactly the same way. And, and if they got a rush. And if they got a rush, Andy Reid wouldn't have gotten credit for out-coaching him. No, because the funny thing about it is he still got a head coaching job. And that's dependent on the players. Wait, that's dependent on the players beating their assignments. Ace, in the end, in the end, players have to play. I'm not saying that the players don't have to play. That's what I'm saying. That's why players do have to execute. But if the plays go, if 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 the players don't execute, yeah, if but coaching matters. You, you're telling it does, me yes. it doesn't matter it because does matter. players don't execute. Coaching absolutely matters because Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy knew, hey, our line is blocking up front. So the yeah. only thing that we need to do is organize, is figure out a way to free up our receivers on the yeah. outside. And he figured that out. Twice, That's what yeah. I'm saying. He figured right. that out two times and scored two touchdowns as a result of it. Well, then that would mean Nick Seriani outcoached uh, Kansas City's defense. What do you mean? What, to, well, they to weren't able to get points? any pressure. They were able no, to run the ball whenever they wanted. Defense was doing anything. 
I mean, yeah. So that means so that means that Nick Sirianni well, outcoached him on deep on, on well, offensively. If we're giving him credit well, for outcoaching them offensively, the Chiefs did stop them more in the second half than once. they did in the first. One time they made them punt once, and what the main reason why they were able to score so easily was that punt coverage. They made the them, players they made did not them. play well, and the players on defense probably feel upset because they felt they did not play well enough because they got zero stops in the second half. I if will they played the same this. level of defense. Wait, if they could have stopped them just twice, mm-hmm. if they could have held them to a field goal earlier, or just given them one, one and out, one, three and out, they would have won the game. And you're telling me that's coaching. And I'm telling you, no, they didn't no, execute Ace. their assignments on defense. Ace. That's what I'm saying. You think they lost because of what? Say it again. They could not get any stops on defense in the second half. Did not hold them to a field goal or stop them or and that, and that has nothing to do with, that has nothing to do with the coaching. That has nothing to do with the coaching on the no. other side. I will that say is, the pass rush insane. didn't work the entire game. Is, and you're telling me that's on the insane. coaches. That's on their D line coach. That's on the head coach because the pass rush ain't worked the whole game. But I will say this, I think, and this is a little bit of a cop out, but I do think that field was notoriously slippery and it's hard to yeah. get a good pass rush when you don't have good get off. I mean you're right. You're right. Well, I'm not. Bl- I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame it on the field. What I'm gonna say is, Ace. Yeah. Like I said, you have two weeks to prepare for these for for, for yes, each other. Yes. 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 So you know, you 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 play. You play to their weaknesses. You expose your strength. You expose their weaknesses. This is what you're supposed to do. Gotcha. So you're not supposed to when you go into the Super Bowl. The shit that worked for the last 17 weeks should not work the same way. Because we had two weeks to prepare for your ass. So we should not be able to. You're not blowing up the like, you know, Brandon Graham is not having five sacks in the game. It's not supposed to happen because we planned for every single piece. This is why we have an extra week to prepare. Malik, if that made sense, the, the, the Giants never would have won a Super Bowl against the Pats. This is well, why I know. Exactly. the reason why I know because the reason why they beat them is because they got a four man rush going both times. No, Ace. I'm not saying Ace. I'm not saying I'm, what I'm. I'm not saying that in the end players have to make plays. I'm not saying that. I'm. What I'm saying is that when I'm you, saying that prepare, if you, I'm not saying that. I'm not disagreeing with you. If you prepare your yeah. team and you prepare your offense and you prepare the rest of the, your organization to go out there and and dominate and and take take advantage of all the weaknesses, all the weaknesses that the other team is bringing, mm-hmm. then it's now on the players. To execute the players on your side, yeah. the players on our side. We have yeah. put you in a situation where whatever front you see, we have put you in a situation where you can block that. Now it's up to you to block it. So mm-hmm. gotcha. if the if the players execute exactly the way we say it, we expect to win the game. That's mm-hmm. how football works. That's how all sports work. And you know, you can't you can't dismiss certain things like you have two weeks to prepare. If a grown man, grown men here for two weeks how dominant a pass rush is, 70-plus sacks, can't be stopped. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, these are grown men. Emotion plays a part in life, and sports is a part of life. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs were tired of hearing about Philly, and they gave them their best shot, and Philly came up empty in the sack department. They came up empty. And actually, technically, the only reason why uh, Kansas City got credited with a sack is because when they tackled him, when they tackled Jalen, not Jalen, when they tackled, um, I forget his name already, Jalen Hurts. They tackled Jalen Hurts on one of the um quarterback-designed runs. They caught him behind the behind line, the, and that counted as a sack. Yeah. 
caught him at a half yard behind the line of scrimmage, so that counted as a sack. And I was like, that's not a sack, but I, I got you. Hey, Philly, I just, I Philly, just sent you the video. Sorry, I just sent you the. I just sent all of y'all the video. It's a minute. It's a minute and thirty-five second video where um, Dan Olavsky explains exactly what Levon and I were talking about. Okay. And I, 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 and you'll see the safety's not running with him. Mm-hmm. The safety is playing center field. Yeah. And there is a there is a there is a um there is a counter to that play that yeah. Philadelphia runs on second down. Yeah. Which means show. nobody was watching that guy. I mean, nobody was watching who? But he was watching watch, the receiver watch, as watch he went video, in motion. Ace. Watch watch the video, Ace. Don't tell nobody me. Nobody watched tell me, the receivers. He went in Watch the video. I watched the video. Watch the the video. Just watch the video. What Just I want to what, what I want to put out there to y'all is what before I uh get off the mic real quick. What I wanted to put out there to y'all was what I was uh, saying in the before the show on, on our, I guess, our rundown. Um, the, 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 it's not the Aaron Rodgers thing. It was uh, did they need to remake White Men Can't Jump? Well, I'm going to go meet myself and go check that out. They're remaking it with Jack Harlow and uh, um, Woody Harrelson role as well. And I have no idea who this dude is who's supposed to be playing the Wesley Snipes role. And there's no NBA players in this at all. I wait till comes out on TBS. Yeah, Walls. He was um. I'll tell you what he was. It's something very recent. Wait for it to come out on Tubi or something. I'll be all right. Yeah, I mean they remake everything. They could have left that one alone, but nothing is untouchable now. Nothing's untouchable now. So I'm not gonna go see it. I mean that's a made-for-TV movie. If I have a new, if you have a, Jack Harlow, no, no, it's not happening. <clears throat> yeah, he was in uh, Power. That's what I remember from Power. Sean from Power. I never. Well, I don't really know Power. That's Ace, 50 Ace, watched, Ace watched Power. Oh, so is that Fifty Cent? That was Fifty yeah, Cent yeah. thing. Stop yeah. watching it. I just watched a couple, of, like three episodes, and that was it. I mean, Philly dominated that game, and they lost because. Uh, it's. I mean, that's the thing about the Super Bowl. One game. It was one game, and Kansas City. They took advantage of a lot of. Opportunities when they presented itself. It's just how it is, man. Really lost because Eric B. Enemy is that OC. That's why. What? I don't know. You know, that's Eric something B. worth discussing. Why does Eric B. Enemy not have a head coaching job somewhere? That is curious to me. Oh, uh, I have a theory on that one. I just think that the owners I got just got tired of hearing his name get pushed out, and they just don't want to get bullied to get him. That's the mm-hmm. best excuse. The real excuse it could be just you know that they just don't like him. I think it – I don't know. I don't know. Somebody somewhere probably has a better idea than we do, but I see all these people. I don't know who the offensive coordinator for Philly is. I've never heard of this man. But he's, like, a, he's a head coach Steichen. now. He's a yeah, head coach he's, now. He's got a head coaching job. Eric Sean Vietnam Steichen. has been leading one of the best offenses in all of football for the past five years, and he has yet to get a sniff. Well, it's – it's it's. I mean, I think part of it is what I was saying before um, in the chat about him – not receiving the complete credit for yeah, what for what he's accomplished in Kansas City because of his because of who his head coach is, mm. and in my opinion, you know you can't you can't what? to me it's it's wrong to it's wrong to see if to, to see it work against um the enemy to see that situation work against the enemy yeah and to see it work for. <laughs> Literally every um, assistant coach 
that has worked for Bill Belichick. I was gonna years. say I hate when you do that it, because it, I was it, gonna it, say it, Romeo Cornell. It didn't happen to him no, like that. No, but what, but what I'm saying is he got a job though. Romeo yeah, that's Cornell what I'm saying. Got a job. That's what I'm saying to your to your point. Right. Romeo got but Romeo a job. Cornell, but that's what I'm saying. Romeo Cornell is 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 one again. He's after he three is, Super Bowls. He is the um, is the he is the exception, not the rule, right? What I'm saying is yeah. what we're what we're hearing from the Brian Floreses, from all the individuals that spoke out after Brian Flores went went public with his with his lawsuit. Yeah. What we're hearing is that the goalpost has moved on black on you know uh, men of color who are in those positions, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. That the goalpost has moved for one reason or another. The example of it, the example of that being that being the rule, is what I'm is what we're seeing with Eric Bieniemy versus what we saw with what we've seen with all the coaches coming from New England's um, coming from New England's uh, realm. That said, I do think there was a, a um, there was a podcast where Lashawn McCoy was talking. Yeah, there's a clip from that podcast where Lashawn McCoy talks about this one time in Kansas City. But he talks about his time in Kansas City mm. and where how he didn't gel with yeah. everything. Why he believes that that's the reason why. So I he think there's a, a combination. What matter I if he gel with that him? in the chat too? I said McCoy said something about being me and his treatment of players, and that's why he didn't have a job. But that's just one guy speaking out. So I don't I know. A controversial idea. You know, it's like very controversial. I think. But it's never been. I haven't seen people actually say it. Remember how they used to treat black quarterbacks back in the days, where they kind of still do it right now. Black quarterbacks are not smart enough, or whatever like that. They, they yeah. always try to put them like wide receivers or whatever. Yeah. The same thing when it comes to offensive coordinators, because you know they they do hire black coaches, but when they do, they mostly are defensive coordinators. Yeah. But they've come yeah. up with every reason. It like they before they said you guys no, are too think, defensive. We want an offensive genius. J- j- no, now just they think got about guys the same. On the they, offensive side, and they're they, not hiring them. Just think about this, though. They think of offensive geniuses. You got to be smart enough to do it. But defensive, all you got to do is just smack them with whatever and stop the stop the thing. But as an owner, they think that you got to be an offensive genius to come up with tricks and all these other plays and stuff like that. They're not going to picture a black man doing it. I don't. I mean, I'm not. It, it, I'm not it could say, happen. I'm There's probably some value not, to that. I'm going to say that it's not true. And yeah. I'm going to say that I think I think I think one of the reasons why you know people get hired in the NFL is. It's not what you know; it's who you know. Oh right. yeah, everywhere, right? And your network is important. Yeah. And Frank and it Wright sounds, has it sounds like everybody. to me, it sounds like to me <laughs> from just 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 the tea leaves, reading the tea leaves from the outside looking in. Eric Bieniemy's network is not very strong in the NFL. He would have an opportunity, coach at the head to, to be a head coach somewhere, because some owner giving him a shot because he knows him from somewhere. Look, even D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans just got hired in Houston. Yeah. Because he used he to play for that team, yeah. He played, for, he played for Houston. He has a relationship with the McNair family who owned that team <laughs> when he was drafted. He was drafted to Houston. He was the, what was it, was he a rookie of the year? Like, he was a pro bowler, all pro for the team, everything. And he has yeah. a good relationship with that organization. They were good, it's, yeah. No, so you think, it's, it's, you think Eric Miami just burned so many bridges? Or never saying, built I, just, any. I just don't think he has that network. I don't think he clearly mm. he doesn't have the network that can push him over the over the hump. Oh, Even the situation <clears throat> with um, what's his name with with Syke, with Steichen uh, going to the Colts. Yeah, mm-hmm. he works. He works for Sirianni. Sirianni worked 
Indianapolis. So basically what you're saying is they're just hiring coaches that they know and they're friends, not actually the best coach possible. They're hiring coaches within mm-hmm. their network that they're that they're familiar with, that they're comfortable with. I mean, like, you got to I mean, yeah. that's true. But but on, think about your, it. The dude lost to him in the Super Bowl too. and you didn't interview him. You're hiring the guy who beat him, who you're saying got out coached in the yeah. Super Bowl. And now he's your head coach. That's why I'm I'm like, I'm baffled as to why the guy hasn't gotten a legit sniff when other people are. And he's just not. It's just, it's got to be something more to it. I get what you guys are saying. I want to believe it's something more concrete than that. But it just seems weird, you know? It's just, that, that's why I think it's a combination Bowl, I can't, of I don't know. I think it's a combination of things. There's 32 teams yeah. in the league, right? I don't think every team, it's not like Kaepernick, right? Every team, there is not an agenda against Eric Bieniemy. Right. But yeah. I, th- I think that every team finds a different reason why he's not our guy. They can and they can speak to it and it makes sense to them and then mm. they go with the other guy. There's always a candidate and from their mind, there's always a candidate that's better. Mm. So, so that's it. could it so like at the end of the day, it could be just more on Eric Bianami's fault because he actually has a chance not only after these interviews, but he still goes to the other team. You know, he still goes from stadium to stadium with Andy Reid and the rest of them, whatever. So he has a chance to create those networks with those teams, with those um um not even the opposing owner teams. before the game. Before and after you see them, you see them handshaking I mean, and each other after games and stuff like that. Yeah. And the thing is that you can still go to talk to these owners and stuff like that. They actually I guess. these games. You can still talk to these GMs. They at the these games. Well, actually, the guy. Just... The craziest part is one of the people who are suing them, Steve Wilkes, right? Who got the interim coach. Oh, he man. took made that team go six and six, right? That's crazy. What's even worse is no, but this is how they're going to lose the lawsuit, regardless of whether or not they can prove it. He has no job right now. It's almost works. like, oh, we want to be sued. We want to pay up this money because he showed clearly he's a great coach because yeah. that was in tailspin and basically almost got them into that into the playoffs in that sorry NFC South. He don't even got a defensive coordinator job. Nobody Wilkes does have hire a... him to be the DC, which is wild. <clears throat> Wilkes did get a job somewhere yeah. as a DC, which is crazy. Tell me the job. Saw it on the ticker. I'd have to look it up, but I did see that he got a job, and I was like, "Why is this man not head coach somewhere?" When he turned that Carolina team around and almost had to win in the division mm-hmm. with no quarterback. Yeah, he's, he's like the him. new he's the new DC in San Francisco. Yeah, he's I mean, the he new DC coordinator in San Francisco. He replaced D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, yeah, he got wow. a job, but still, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. He took that Panthers team, which was terrible, with no quarterback, <laughs> and had them almost in first. Crazy, and no job. That's beyond ridiculous. Yeah. I'd be well, hot. interim. I'd hide if I was him. Like he hot. Listen, had Jeff Saturday won six games, he'd be the head coach right now in Indianapolis. He would. He would. I, I believe that to be true. Wilkes got a raw deal. I'd be white hot if I was him. I'm sorry. He's part of the lawsuit for a reason. He's like, this is some bullshit. It's it's happened. It's happened more times than it's happened more times than not, and, and not just the black coaches. You know where you get that interim tag. Hey, the the guy the guy was in in Vegas last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Team, he took them to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Gruden gets fired, right? Yeah. Gruden gets fired midseason. That Can guy I took remember over. His name. That guy mm-hmm. took over. Got got the Vegas got the Raiders to the playoffs. Almost won, won the game, game too. Against, won that, won that mm-hmm. game against the Chargers to get them yeah. into the playoffs. Got them to the playoffs, and he and he still and he didn't get the job. And Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. gets the job. Come in something here. This is another controversial thing I've been thinking like about. Six and eleven mm-hmm. or whatever they did. The controversial thing I was thinking about here, what about they all have to have that Josh McDaniels type of look? 
if you kind of oh, realize that i'm just throwing these things out there just to see what we can think about, people, think about these things what's your josh mcdaniels look it's think about this thing. I, I sent it through our facebook thing right here think about josh mcdaniels now look at it look at our facebook group chat i just sent it to the eagles two um new head coaches i don't know man He's thirteen and twenty-two as a head coach. No, no, no. Look at look at our, look at our group chat in, in Facebook. All right, keep I mean, going. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna start a race war here, but yeah. Think about Adam Gates. Adam Gates is the same thing. He'd look the same thing, skinny little white guy with a hat, you know, no, hat, it's, hat on the type of thing. They all look explain the same. Matt Patricia then. But it's the same. It's it's the young coaches. Old. It's the young coaches being halted. To the front, to the front of the line, because you know, coming from successful, successful situations, being vaulted to the front of the line when they haven't actually, you know, paid their dues yet to get there. Look, it, Ben Johnson was I, look. I, I, I believe Ben Johnson was pursued for the exact same reason because he looks like a head coach. Let me talk. Like, let me talk. Like the Wonder Kid. He looks yeah, like let me, the Wonder yeah. Kid. Yeah, let me that's toss that out is. there that's too. I'm not really saying that as a as a race type of thing. I'm just saying that they just got that look. And they they like, do all yeah. have a similar look. You're right. Yeah, they do all look, look at like. The, and look at the Miami coach. He's Kingsbury. He might not, yeah. he might not be white. They whatever. Look, they but look, look like the, the Wonder Kid. They yeah. look like the new the new hot shit on the on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like offenses going crazy, and instead of hiring the old guy that you know has all this experience and has all done all these things, you hire the Wonder Kid. You can also hire them for cheaper, right? They're also cheaper. Right, you ain't got to pay. You ain't got to pay him all that much money. You pay him, you know, four or five million a year, whatever. Well, you don't have to pay him. You don't have to give him. Because look at what look, Den, uh, Denver had Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, at mm-hmm. like what seven, six million. And look how much they had to wind up having to pay Sean Payton. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Sean Payton. He, he messed that up, and now they had to get. Now they got to give Sean Payton a, a serious bag. Fix. Russell the Wilson's got They're not so worried about that money. Work, so They're not worried about that work. money. And the thing is, it works. It, you know, when it works, it's great. You got a head coach who's young, five, six years. You get him at a reasonable salary. Everything works. If it's, me, you know, it's just, Kyle me, Shanahan, just a fan. right? For every yeah. Kyle Shanahan, there's a Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> like, to me, like, I think it's just a fad. They just see that. The only see that guy, the, the whiskey looking guy, and they think that's a fad. <laughs> I must get my whiskey yeah. guy. He was trying it, to do that shit with that with their old scene, but you know he turned out to be shit. But anyway, <laughs> and the, and the, that's the thing is when it doesn't work, you wind up having to go with, you know, somebody that's more back seasoned, in the world. more yeah. seasoned, and potentially more expensive. Sometimes the Giants, the Giants had the Giants had Joe Judge, up having to pay out to get Brian Dable to leave, not because Brian Dable is the. But because Brian Dable was a much more experienced head coach, I mean not head coach, he was an experienced coach, had more experience running a t- you know running that running that offense, and was probably more qualified than Joe Judge when Joe Judge got the job. Yeah, but he actually he was probably more qualified that than some developing. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like, at the time when Joe Judge was hired, Joe Judge was a special teams. Was he a special teams coach? Yeah, at New England. Had no, had never been a coordinator. Mm-mm. Had never yeah, been a no. head coach. Nope. He was a special teams coordinator in New England. They people, want, people want to import that New England culture. They think that they can just make it work. They so think it's, that it's, it's like it's all the, those, it's, it's all those coaches that like Matt Gase. He was the quarterbacks coach for the Indianapolis Colts for Peyton Manning, and he got credit for making Peyton Manning good, which I find hilarious. Yeah. 
Bullshit. Yeah. We all knew but, that he was doing But nothing. somehow the offensive coordinator, Jim Caldwell, who still wants to be a head coach, he's too old. Meanwhile, he was actually there with Peyton Manning's like second, third, fourth, fifth year. He won a Super Bowl with them, and then went fifteen and one. Wonder kid coach. theory. No, I think you're right, and I think I think I think the Wonder Kid theory is is definitely real. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying it because of race or whatever. I'm just saying it's just that look. It's just like that Wonder Kid look. Like I right, got to get him. Mid-thirties, early forties. Watch, watch next, watch next year. Shape. I guarantee this Matt Lafleur is going to get a not Matt, Mike Lafleur, whatever that used to be with the Jets. His his mm-hmm. brother. He's gonna get a head coaching um spot. Watch, because he's, he's where's he, where's he right he's now? He's in San Diego right now. Los, Los Angeles. San Diego. Los Angeles. Okay. Oh yeah, it's Los Angeles. My fault. Yeah. Malik. I call him San Diego. Quarterbacks in the XFL. I, I guarantee it. Former NFL we come back guys. to this. I guarantee it. Known NFL guys. Yeah, but they're not known well, like Paxton Are, Lynch, no. AJ McCarron. No. No. They were AJ McCarron. Like, AJ McCarron, who's been calling, who's been calling college football games for the last three years. AJ McCarron is on the Saint. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of a different one. That's yeah. the even older guy. Not That's AJ. the one who won in 2008. AJ McCarron won the championships in 2012 and 2013, 2013, 2014. AJ McCarron was AJ McCarron was a backup in New York, one of the New York teams. Yeah, but not three years ago. But not, you're not talking about no. Not that it's a different dude. The the guy you're talking about is from 08. This guy played in 2012 for uh, Alabama. AJ McCarron was an Alabama quarterback. Yeah. Alabama, yeah. Yeah, 2012. Oh, yeah, yeah he played he was on Buffalo. But he's not the red-haired dude that you're thinking of. His name right now, because he's on the SEC network. Andy Dalton? Not Andy Dalton. Since Andy Dalton. Since Dalton. No. Red-haired, I just started thinking about Andy Dalton. Who Bama no, quarterback okay, will come up? He's a, he's a, yeah, a he's red-headed a Bama quarterback? Who the heck is this? He won it's the first national league. title with them back in, like, not Jark or Wilson. Ah. Red-headed Bama quarterback? Who Greg McElroy. Thank Greg you. McElroy. Oh, that dude. They used to be on the Jets. Greg McElroy used to be on the Jets. AJ McCarron was the one who he oh, won the back to back titles in the Greg BCS McElroy era. Had, then. had black hair, didn't he? Greg McElroy has red hair. He's on he ESPN. He's been talking about college football oh. since Tebow went to go chase his uh, Damn, baseball dreams and then he came back. Greg McElroy should not be talking about anything about football. He's so scared. <laughs> you can talk about college football. <laughs> no, that's that's scrub, what you get to do if you're a college legend. You get to talk about college football. And can you break this story? Because the week is almost over, man. I'm no, waiting. no. It, it, got, it got expanded to next week. You know, Aaron Rodgers is still on sabbatical. <laughs> How long would y'all last in total darkness without your phones? I just came back from my, my, my total darkness retreat. As long as he wants. How long were you there? I was just there for two hours. It was called sleep. Wait, <laughs> it's that. It's called that. <laughs> without just my phone? You can't have like, your phone. No TV, no phone, no electronics. You're in a room. There's a little bit of light. The there's a bathroom. And they That's bring you your meals. You go crazy. That's called solitary confinement. I mean, no, it's called, it's called like a sensory deprivation take, except you're not sitting in water. That you'll go long? crazy in. Do I have books? You're in the dark, so no. No, you, you you said you said there's you said there's some there's light. enough light that you can see to go to the bathroom and eat your food. Just, just not watch like, one of those old jail black. movies. Just watch one of those old jail movies when they put them in lockup. When they put them in solitary, that's well, what it basically is. It's I mean, very rich man, poor man. Now that's I mean, some white privilege stuff. He is he is purposely going to solitary confinement. No brothers. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure we could do it, but we don't want to. No, you know, you know, so you know, poor people do that too. Is you know, when they don't pay the electric yeah. bill, that's what they do. Exactly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they pay the electric bill, they, shit, and they get you, shut off. 
no way, no thanks. DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Francois is in the uh, XFL. He used to play for Florida State, and then they got a couple of other random dudes in here. Oh, Paxton Lynch, formerly of the uh, Denver Broncos. Won't the XFL and USF, USFL just form together, you know, and they can have their own Super Bowl at the end? No, Honestly? because the world wants year-long football. And the that. We don't. I mean, the XFL the USF, USFL we will bet on it. The XFL is going to run what? It's running from February from what? February to, to from March? No, February to April. And I'm trying to get you a press pass. Don't worry. They're in San, they're, they're in San Antonio. The, you go see a the game. USFL they're in San Antonio, run... Houston. And Austin, so get your car ready. Yeah. The XFL is going to run from February to April the, or the May. The, UX, the USFL is going to run from like April or May into July. And then when the USFL ends, oh, oh NFL's back. So it's football mm. all year round. So that's why they don't, that's why they're not going to combine the leagues because they want people to watch football for the entire year. They have a 16 game season, you know. Well, because nobody wants to watch AJ McCarron, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Need... No, 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 I wouldn't. I would, they need to figure out a way. I would. I would. I would. This is just making them a minor league. There's nobody that wants to. Yeah, it is a minor league. league. That's why they play in the spring. Come on, real minor to... league where they actually connect to the real NFL teams. But you can see, like you know, Zach Wilson can send his his scrubby ass back down there. You know, know. Like... <laughs> it's the same thing with the G League. We don't know how many G Leaguers are actually getting a chance to play in the NBA. We just know that the G League exists and the Knicks got a team. I'd never seen them bring anybody up that they didn't draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't bring bring guys up. Yeah, that was dead forward they brought up you see you don't even know his name and you'd be watching the games and everything you got league pass you're like that forward what's his name what's that, that scrub that they have him you know wiping people's foreheads when you come when they come down you know they sign guys to the to not the 10 days the 10 days they sign them to the two-way to, i'm saying the two-way contract and those are second that, round draft picks and that's that why requires we know their names. To play this guy's not and a second came from uh i think either the g league or like the westchester knicks or something like that yeah, he's a, That's a sad little stadium, by the way. Have you ever been there? Yeah, fifteen dollars seats, not mm. bad. Yeah, you know, like I got front row tickets to the Knicks. The West <laughs> basketball Knicks, is good basketball, and right now we got the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns on the TV. Clippers are favored by points. They're in Phoenix. Kevin Durant's not playing. Yeah. We seriously doing this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are we serious? Yeah, it's still oh, the Uptown Parlor podcast. We're watching the Devils and the St. Louis Blues right now. You're <laughs> watching hockey. That's right, I am. It's so sports. You still bet on it. Wow. Um, All right. <laughs> Who you got money on in that game? I got you know. No, no. I just watch it for the love of the sport. But I guess I'll take Phoenix, even though KD's not even playing yet. How's their forechecking uh, line in the the, the 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 Blues and the uh, Devils game? I think Hughes is, Hughes is still hurt, and uh, the Devils went up 2-1. They just scored even strength. Well, St. Louis is not going to make playoffs, so it's not mm. looking good for them. Uh, so you really don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come to the Jets, or you don't care, Ant? I, think I don't Jets- know. I don't care. <laughs> I'm taking uh, the Clippers. Ant cares. Why Ant cares. That's a damn lie. Ant cares no. about what happens to his Jets. Why no, and are both no, playing, You know the reason so why I don't care? Because the, the last three weeks or whatever, ever since Woody Johnson opened up his big mouth, talking about that we're going to get a quarterback, like, you know, he's going to do something coming down mm-hmm. his mountain. I've been hearing about all the stupid, stupidest news in the world. Not even talking about LeBron Jackson. I get over to the Jets. This is making yeah. up just on the fly. 
I would have to give up everything for that. Everything. Just, I just tuned out to on get him. what to get him to get Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, that that'd be a lot. But as Aaron Rodgers, they talking about it, it could be uh, some people talking about yeah, first or second. Some people talking about oh, he can just go for a third or fifth because you know Green Bay just want to get rid of him. Green Bay they don't just want to get. They want to get. Green Bay don't want to pay that much. much they no, yeah, they want to get rid of his contract. They don't want to pay that million dollars. His dead cap. His dead cap. They can't cut him. That's the whole thing. They want to trade him because they can't cut him. Yeah, so y'all so, offer them a second round pick, they'll take that second round pick and be like, "Thank you." Yeah, you know. Also, ever since this Aaron Rodgers thing came up, for some reason now I'm getting a Pat McAfee show popping up on my YouTube um, things all of a sudden. You know, he's getting sued by um. Oh yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah. I'm not mentioning his name anymore. He doesn't deserve to be mentioned on a podcast, so therefore he's not to mention. Yeah, but they ripped them. They ripped them royally because they was like, "Yo, on our podcast, we actually said, you know, allegedly." So you know, they they, so he's like, "I don't." He's like, "I don't give a, you know, I don't care." He said he, yeah. looked, he looked at it with his wife. He was like, "You know, his wife know that he don't give a shit about it," and he just <laughs> moved on. Mm. It, it doesn't make no sense if they say allegedly, on it, just yeah. like everybody else, they're reporting the news. You can't for that. Well, can, but he'll probably lose, and we'll see how it goes. But Brett Favre's kind of butthurt, but we'll see how those cases go. And I find it thing about he's, it too. He's also he's it's it's interesting in who he's going after. He's going after Shannon Sharp as well, but I don't yeah, think Shannon Sharp said it on ESPN. But the reason, of course, Pat McAfee was even said, you know, that it's really messed up that he could have just called him, and you know, and you know, he would have been invited him to the show to explain his side of the story. But he had the same thing that he was so butthurt. No, you decided to <laughs> out of it. Also suing the state um state auditor who said he stole the money because he's like, well, if I stole the money, then how can I get charged? Which is really kind of that's what we say, but I don't know. There's the there's the um the, the beginning of the fall right here. We'll see see him in wearing orange soon. <laughs> what do y'all think about all the buyout money that um have you heard about the story the Houston Rockets are paying eighty four million dollars in buyout money to players who aren't playing this season? I know you know one of them, but you know the other two players or the other four players. One of them is John Wall. Yeah, but that's not. But that's well, twice. He got, right? Yeah, he got paid already. They bought him they out twice. Him. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to buy him out twice. But they had to buy him out twice. But there's two other players that they're buy, buying out as well. That you would know. One used to be on the Lakers. Uh, one used to be nope. Westbrook is on the Utah Jazz. And you know what's grimy oh, about that? The Jazz won't just buy him out because they want to get a pick or something for him. Because that's who Danny Ainge is. Even though Danny mm. Ainge already has 15 first round draft picks, somehow mm. getting one more is going to help them. Nobody's going to trade for him. Nobody. I think he thinks somebody will. He thinks somebody will give him at least a second round pick. Or Russell Westbrook, Utah is willing to pay him. So, but can you name any of the other five players? One's on a team currently playing, actually. What out? I can't think. He's looking for a team. Does the name Danny Green sound familiar? They bought him. Oh, well, he was. He's been on the team for. No, he wasn't on the team. He was on Memphis. Exactly, and Memphis traded him, and then he got bought out. They're paying Derek Favors. They're paying Justin Holiday. They're paying Mo Harkless and Ty Jerome. All of these guys are getting at least five million dollars a year for a team they're not playing for, just so they can tank to possibly win. That's what, now that's we know why Ant don't follow the NBA no more. Well, I, I, I can't yes. even blame him for that because there's so many trash teams just tanking. Oh, can I reference something from last week? That Please I, do. Your father's 
Your dad's not here, but we had a great conversation about who's the greatest of all time. And your mother's opinion was the greatest, very... The greatest what? Basketball. LeBron and... LeBron and oh, Michael basketball. Jordan. Okay. 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 But you got to understand you're talking to somebody was... who graduated high school in the 60s. Wait. So that's what was his player? TV. That's pre color TV NBA. But go ahead. What did he, say? he said Russell. What did he say? He's... Russell or Will? No, he said Will Chamberlain is the greatest NBA player in the history of the NBA. Not Bill Russell. Uh, he said Bill Russell is the second. greatest winner and the greatest team yeah, player. Yeah. But he said Will Chamberlain. Yeah. I've been hearing that my whole life. Trust and he me. said Kareem was the greatest center. Yeah. Um, but I saw something Which very interesting. Huh? It's I'm weird, Kareem, the... the greatest center, if Will Chamberlain's the greatest player and Will Chamberlain played center. I put Will Chamberlain in second. Well, did you hear LeBron? So we were debating back and forth. His father hates Michael Jordan, by the way, and I still respect <laughs> and adore the man. So I said Michael Jordan, of course, is the greatest player of my generation that I think of all time. And on Facebook, I found very funny that when LeBron James was breaking, well, yeah, we're breaking the scoring uh, record. Points his record. kid, both, both his sons were courtside watching him and filming him, and on their feet were Mike Jeffrey Jordan's shoes. Yeah. And it was a meme that Jordan was, like, looking at LeBron's kids in, like, a caption, and it said, LeBron's kids calling them to go after breaking the record wearing my shoes. And he's laughing in the in the meme. And I think that that's just very telling because I said Michael Jordan is just a cultural breaking generation, breaking icon. And LeBron will never be that. Even when he's done playing, he'll be great like Will, like Kareem, but nothing about him will carry past his generation other than what he did on the court. Wait, Unless, you know, and there's other stuff. No, I don't see it. Not like how players jump teams to win. No, not like Jordan. Not like his shoes. Not like his nickname, which is a movie that's about to come out in this generation. Not like his movie Space Jam, which was redone by LeBron James. Michael don't Jordan. Don't forget House Party. Stop it. Jordan has transcended <laughs> generations. He's a cultural icon. He only he saved basketball. When basketball wasn't the most popular sport, he brought it into the light and kept it there for years. LeBron the Dream James Team that did that. But sir, it was no, seriously, we wouldn't have Nikola Jokic without the Dream Team and the 92 Olympics. I mean, I, I understand or your Luka. point, but Jordan carried and lifted the game of basketball for his entire career. So I nobody LeBron before him mattered? It was just all him? Like magic They mattered, the but the sport no? wasn't nearly as Actually, popular. You know it wasn't nearly as lucrative michael jordan had a lot to do with commercializing basketball marketing basketball to the masses and that matters in this country yes that matters it's significant i know your father hates the fact that the man made money but that matters <laughs> he doesn't hate that yes. he, he hates, hates the it. fact that he gets more credit than the players that came before him he's like he's like they act like he invented basketball and he invented the moves that he did and he was the only person to ever think to do that like nobody was allowed to basically black dudes that played in the fifties and sixties, especially in the sixties when my dad got yelled at in college basketball for dunking, they would pull him out of the game every time he would go up and dunk a basketball. Mm. And Jordan got celebrated for things that players got punished for in the sixties. They made rules. There was a no dunking rule in college basketball when Kareem played because they thought it was too easy. They thought athleticism was taking over the game. <laughs> That was an actual yeah. thing they said. So think I said, about that. That's a good reason for him to be be a little bitter. I get it. I do. I do. So if Malik asked his pops, and you ask anybody who's 
68 or older, they're going to hit you with the, you know, it's not like Michael Jordan invents all this stuff. Like, they might remember Elgin Baylor and other guys who were nice and didn't get no shine. No, my, my pops would say the greatest player he, the greatest, his, the greatest player ever for him is Magic Johnson. Oh, you know, bar, okay. not, bar not is yeah. magic, is magic. Um, I think LeVon, I think it was, I, I personally think just, just coming from, from my perspective, I personally think that the reason why LeBron's kids wore Jordans instead of wearing his shoes is because for the most part, LeBron's shoes are not good looking sneakers. Like they just, he oh. doesn't make very, no, he doesn't. He doesn't make a lot of his, a lot of his shoes are not very good looking for casual wear. I will put it that way for casual wear for on court, like they're very efficient. They're very, they're very efficient shoes. But for on court, they're great. But for casual wear, not so much. And just like you Jordan don't play Force, ball in Jordans. Nobody, I never saw anyone buy a pair of Jays to go play in a gym. Like no, that's I've seen, terrible. I've, I've seen people do it all the time. But they're but retro retro Jordans are now yeah. seen as more leisure wear, that's casual similar. casual right. wear um, shoes. They're not seen as being like you. You very rarely will you see. <laughs> Because of the technology in basketball shoes today, very rarely will you see a person, you know, it's usually somebody older, go onto the court to play a game of play a game of basketball in a pair of Jordan ones or Jordan sixes. Like they're just not going to do it. Well, they've owned like, them since they came out, so it's different. Well, they just don't do it. They just don't. Do it. They wear their Jordan ones. They may wear their Jordan ones out on a date, or they wear them out. They wear them to the court. Then they take them off and they put on a pair of KDs or they put on a pair of Kyrie's because they're better basketball sneakers. Um, on, I think I think you make a good point about Jordan, a ambassador for the game. I don't think that LeBron, LeBron's remembered in the way that Jordan has been remembered. I think eventually, obviously, as generations you know continue to grow, that if we don't continue to tell the story of Michael Jordan, eventually it will get faded off into oblivion because like. Like my son, my my eleven year old son, he knows of Michael Jordan. He doesn't know Michael Jordan, and he doesn't he know Michael Jordan. Sneaker salesman, basically, mm-hmm. basically, which is what my pop he, said. He knows him as that. So you know, knowing player is my son knows LeBron James as a basketball player. He doesn't know Michael Jordan as a basketball player, aside from what I told him and what I've, what I've told him and what he's seen on television. I was about so to say, did you ever show like highlights or whatever or a game? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think generally, generationally, if we if we if we hand down that that in that knowledge, that information, then they'll carry the they'll carry it. But what they remember is the <laughs> is the impact from the standpoint of like wearing the shoes, wearing the outfit. Like my sons know Michael Jordan. They may only know him as a they may only know him as an ambassador for a shoe line, but they still wear Jordans to this day. And though LeBron's not going to carry that. He's not. He, I, he doesn't have. He, he's, he doesn't okay. have a. He doesn't have a hugely selling, uh, hugely popular selling clothing line. Can, I mean, if you can really, can you really say? Can you really say what his label is? Mm-hmm. What his actual label is? It's uh, because it's changed over the years. It's bronze. The jump, the Jumpman label, is iconic. It's known. It's yeah. That, that thing goes. That thing carries. It's a good logo. Generation to generation, the logo carries. LeBron's logo is does not carry. No, it's the it's just the LJ. It's the LJ with the with the with the crown at the top. That's what it is. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even know. Even that. Shaq's logo kind of carries a little bit further than that. So Shaq Duncan. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's not going to carry. What is going to carry though, LeBron? I think I think Ace mentioned it. I think what is going to carry for LeBron is this player empowerment movement that he. He may not have started it, but he has become the face of it. 
is that these players, player, the players' associations, and these players, these young players that have grown up to like take take control of their own agency and doing all those things that LeBron has now become the poster child for. I don't think that's going to go away. I think that's going to continue to progress, and that's the thing that LeBron will probably be known for well into his you know into his you know is his sunset when he when he finally leaves the game when he, he buys really the Las Vegas you whether you like him or whether you like him or hate him for it that's what he's, he's going to be known for he's going to be known which, for as being a union guy <laughs> which would be really interesting though ace it would be actually you know it would be really really interesting if lebron were to become an owner mm-hmm. and then he sits on the other side of that fence mm-hmm. right? do you do you think <laughs> See, it, that would be really interesting what i what i would like about lebron as an owner and this is what i what i would think would be good he I think I would love to see him try to play GM as like professionally because him as a player, I think he's too close to the situation to see like, how do these pieces fit together? But he understands personalities and like how to get along with people much better than uh, Michael Jordan does because at all the smoke podcasts and listening to even Steven uh, Jackson talk about, Oh, they messed up. They traded me after they first time ever making the playoffs. Like a lot of dudes who have played for him don't like Jordan as their boss, basically. And from what I take from the last dance, a lot of guys who played with him and who were good aren't big fans of him either. Seeing him and Scotty beefing and him and Horace Grant don't really hang out or talk. And he was there for that yeah, first I, I think that first run. Definitely changes things. You know, managing Kyrie as his teammate is way different from managing Kyrie as the owner of the team. It's an entirely yeah. different situation, you know. It's a different the difference between when you become when you're when you're his coworker and then when you're his manager. <laughs> it's a completely yeah. different situation. So I would love to see LeBron as the owner of a team when the player, when his star player comes and says, I want when his star player walks into his office and says, Trade me. Yeah. And then and then when he when he pushes back and that player goes, Well, that's what you did. I learned it from you. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But trading, you, you know, see, what LeBron did was sign a bunch of two-year contracts. There no, a no, lot no. Of player options. LeBron's the, Le, Le, the LeBron, or, or when a player tries to take control of his own agency, is what I'm saying. I'm That's not saying fine. I'm saying trade me as a as a thing. But when LeBron, when when his, when his star player comes in and says, "I want you to trade these four guys and bring in this guy," your team, and I want he you might to do, that do it. He might be like, "We're going to win a championship." He might go, "This will work." He might, and this is but this, he's this got it. But he'll tell you, "This is why I don't think it'll work." Have to consider different things than the player does, right? Mm-hmm. There's more things to consider as the owner than he as a player. NBA so, teams, I think it'd be really interesting. I hope, I hope he does get the job. NBA team off the rip make 150 million off of that TV deal with ESPN and TNT. Uh, teams NBA owners ain't in there, make, ain't in there to lose money, Ace. No, I know, but NFL teams make $330 million off the TV deal. So when they talk about the salary cap, that's the entire salary cap. So this whole thing about guaranteed contracts, they got all that money every year before they sell a ticket. So when they say they can't guarantee the contract, they can. They just don't want to because the quarterback is going to ask for guaranteed money. Then the wide receiver is going to ask for more guaranteed money. And then they're going to start complaining about it. But these NFL teams could do that. And these NBA teams can, if the NBA teams can do it, listen, if NBA teams can buy out 30 players that's expected to happen during the, after the trade deadline so that people can go to teams and actually improve, like they're expecting Russell Westbrook to go to Chicago and all these free moves going on in the NFL now. Like 
it it may change. Like the power is shifting slowly towards the players, especially after what we saw this year on Hamlin and people having a lot more sympathy for guys. Like Philadelphia fans are going after Bradbury. They're yeah. going after the reps. 53 players to pay on an NFL roster. You NBA roster you, have 15? See, those 15. You're saying the money's there to pay guaranteed contracts in the NFL if they wanted to? You got 53 yeah. players you got to pay. Oh, That's yeah. That's on the roster. That's not even the people like on the um, practice squads and stuff like that. The practice squad don't count the people versus until they get moved up. NBA roster. What is it? Is it 15? It's 14. 15, 12 to 15. It's 14 mandatory. You can't, have to have you can't guarantee spots. all of those. The reason we guarantee why NFL not? money is because the NFL players, because it's too many players for one, and for two, those years in the NFL are way fewer than those years in the NBA. Way fewer. You can easily get injured in the NFL. I'm not talking about guaranteeing everyone. I'm talking about the quarterbacks. I'm talking about the stars. Oh, you you're just talking about one player. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant like why they don't guarantee contracts. Period. You just mean this. Okay. Oh, listen. If you're if you're a rookie, if you're on a rookie deal in the NFL, as long as you don't get hurt, your money's pretty much guaranteed. You're gonna get that money. Remember, Jamar, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get those four years that you that you were guaranteed. That fifth year may not be guaranteed, but no matter how bad you know anybody is who any team drafts, like you're gonna get that three, that money- three and a half years. Once again, you're thinking about the top of the draft. That that draft yeah, decreases that's who, that's significantly who the, after like pick fifteen. But that's who gets that's who gets the bag. That money yeah. Dude, man, we talking like oh, one dude. Uh, actually, no, it's not. It's not just Lamar. Actually, it's it's a lot of the um a lot of the, the players. Like after, Odell, after Odell is trying to get guaranteed money too. Full guarantee. They already, cool. they already talking about the owners are trying to when the owners come together in the owners meeting, they're going to try to make sure that nobody, no other quarterback gets that Deshaun Watson type of guarantee. Mm. Yeah, how they going to make sure, they're trying to make sure that that never happens again. That's cool, but how are they going to do yeah. that? How are they they, possibly... It's called collusion. Yeah, by agreeing as a as a consortium oh, yeah. to never to yeah. never make yeah. that to never sign that deal again. But all it takes stupid. is one desperate owner to break. Yeah. That agreement, and then you got Cleveland, you know, yeah. out of losing, and it's like, listen, I got to go for it, and they're gonna do what they're gonna do. But yeah. I would do that if I was an owner. I'd be like, listen, we got to put a stop to this. Quarterbacks make way <laughs> yeah. too much money, opposed left tackles, defensive ends, as is. Plus, they keep winning the MVP. I just think that's got to stop, man. Well, I think they know that, right? They they know that you know should have won the like MVP. Jim, they know like guys like Jim Irsay, not Mahomes. Jim Irsay, shit. Like they know that they're fully aware that there's going to be, but they're going to say the majority of us mm-hmm. agree, and will you know? We'll, I think we'll Mahomes great year, but I can think of a couple of players who had just a, as good seasons and were more valuable to their team success than he was. Okay, give me a top I'm five real quick. We're gonna we're gonna keep talking. Jaylen and Hurts, you're gonna give me a top five. Jalen Hurts, two three minutes. Jalen Hurts, it was obvious. I know he's a quarterback, but it was obvious. Jalen Hurts, because when he was out, they lost both games. Um, I still think Michael Parsons was vital, but the Cowboys did. And without him, they probably don't make the playoffs. Okay. He was a lights out all year. Okay. Two. Um, Did he he win defensive player of the year? He did, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's hard to say a wide receiver because wide receiver is connected to the quarterback. Whatever he does, yeah, but it's Kirk Cousins. So I get, I hear of you. the quarterback. But Justin Jefferson broke all kind of records and was lights out all year. So what? Three? 
That's three. I mean, I'd have to really do a deep dive. I do a deep, deep dive. I'm pretty sure there's a lineman out there who didn't hold anybody all year or, or commit a false start. I'm, That's I'm not, pretty sure Patrick Mahomes threw an incompletion at one point or another. You're not gonna throw Daniel Jones in there. So there's this lineman for the <laughs> for the Falcons. His name is Lidstrom, and I don't know if it was this year or last year, but he did not commit one holding penalty on the interior of the okay. offensive line for an entire season. That is hard to do. I would say the refs just didn't call it. I just think quarterbacks <laughs> win MVP. It's a given, and it's sometimes but, it's just like, come on, man. It was almost also for the rookie of the year, too, because, you know, Brock Purdy almost won that rookie of the year, and he barely played this year. He was Mr. Irrelevant, and that, and he, yes, he got but, his team he was to the NFC Championship. Rookie of the year for, you know, it's supposed to be for the regular season. Okay, he, he went 7-0. Yeah, he went six or seven. Was it six or seven? seven. He played ass off. He played seven I don't games. know why they gave it to that wide receiver from the Jets. It had to be another rookie somewhere. Because he's good. That's why. Honestly, Honestly Chris Olave had like, a better like, year. Jason White throwing him the football. Olave had a better year for the Saints, in fairness. Yeah, see, I would have no, yeah, said The thing is that Wilson had like four four quarterbacks and one, you know, Three quarterbacks and one scrub. He had too. Andy Dalton throwing him the ball. He had a washed and, Andy Dalton. And, Andy Dalton and I think versus Aiden four quarterbacks. I think he had a better year than Sauce Gardner did. Sauce Gardner, people couldn't even throw on Sauce Gardner. Come on now. Mm. Mm. I didn't I think, say Sauce wasn't in, good, in but opinion, Hutchinson. In my opinion, I think, according to be to be fair, I think there should be an AFC and an NFC rookie and defensive rookie of the year. Believe me, no better than me. Didn't the Hutchinson kid score three touchdowns this year? No, he didn't score three. He had three interceptions from, from, from the defensive line. He did, he, he did score a touchdown. He did score a okay. touchdown. He had three one interceptions. Touchdown, he had eight, three picks. eight sacks. Eight sacks? Eight sacks, yeah, three like picks, sacks. and a touchdown? But see, there's yeah. a little stat called, stat called nobody threw a touchdown on Oh, sauce. God. Look, I, I, I didn't, I didn't disagree with the Sauce Gardner. The Sauce yeah. Gardner. I, I, think, I think Sauce oh, yeah. Gardner's – I think Sauce Gardner's uh, getting okay. the rookie of the year – was okay. for a full season worth of work. He he did you, he did do that, but you, the 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 reality of the situation is this: the only thing that I will hold against him is when the Jets fell off. Sauce was on that team. Sauce was on that field while the, while the Jets were falling falling apart <laughs> at the late in the season. But is that his fault? Is that on his Malik. side that they oh, fell Malik. off? This side was good, Malik. but I think it should have been the AFC and the NFC. In my opinion, it should right have been both. Just in that waters sauce. down the award. That waters Would down. Would you trade Aiden Hutchinson for Sauce Gardner straight up? No. All right. No. 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 No set. No set. Well, because he got the cornerback on his team. I'm sorry. He had nine no. And that's and a half not sacks. even it. That's not he not, even. He had, it. Not, he had nine and a half sacks. That's so eight. he almost had ten sacks. A, a player on the field who can take over a game at any point and change it in your favor is always going to be more valuable than you know a shut down corner. No, and that's no, a that's, defensive that's end. That's BS because you shut down. Oh, just shut down that a one defensive side. end that can change the game in one play, strip sack, fumble, touchdown, or or strip sack, fumble is not more valuable than a shutdown corner who doesn't even get the ball thrown in his direction half the time. A shutdown corner would have been real valuable in that change. Super Bowl. Ah, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> real, like they didn't throw at Darius Slay, so I can't even come for him because basically he shut down his they side of the no field. But that's like me saying, well, Darius Slater didn't mess up. Like, okay. No, it's no way. Neither throw, one of them is shut down corners. But I would always take Lawrence Taylor over a Deion Sanders. Always. Always. Mm, I would take Deion. That's just me. I, I, I'm, I'm taking Deion. Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor is Taylor? special. 
Lawrence Taylor is special, but Dion's Dion. Dion, Dion was returning kicks. Pick, Dion was scoring touchdowns. The their positions historically, especially now, like the way the league is now, I'm taking I'm taking Dion. We can find another pass rusher. Like I get the it. Way the Lawrence Taylor is, now, is special. You would rather have uh-huh. Michael yeah. Parsons one defensive player of the year because yeah. of what he could do on the line of scrimmage, close to the quarterback, disrupting the game. You know why he won, right? The Sauce Gardner was didn't come out that year. Oh my god. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. Oh my I, god. I, I mean no way. Malik, Troy yeah. Lyons quarterback situation. You do you quarterback situation? Do you agree with them sticking with golf as opposed to going out and getting somebody better? Oh yeah. Th- I, I think we talked about this during the season. I don't necessarily <laughs> think that. Jared Goff. I think first off, Jared Goff had a had a very good year. Mm. Um, I don't think that that the year he had is the blip on the radar. I think that the combination of Jared Goff, Jared Goff, with the receiving talent that's on that team, with Ben Johnson as a, as his as his offensive coordinator, I think he can absolutely repeat what he did. You know, this year, mm. what he did this season, next season. I I don't see a reason reason to believe that that's not possible. The money that he signed to, he's he's as a guaranteed. Um, he's he's got a, a one more year on his deal. He's not making an exorbitant amount of money. I think he's making somewhere somewhere around between twenty seven and 30, 32 million. Thirty two so million not, is a lot of money. It's but it's not like that high end. You know what I mean? He's not making Russell Wilson money. He's not his his money is not debilitating to the rest of the roster. So it's not like he's making so much money that you can't build around that. Um. And if the Lions had a top three pick, I have a different. It might be a different conversation. You get Bryce Young, you'd get because, Bryce Young, right? Uh... If you have the opportunity to do that, you do it, and then you figure it out. Now that said, mm. I don't think that there's any reason to not. If Anthony Richardson falls to eighteen, and the Lions are sitting there, and there's no better player, there's no player that they have ranked higher than him. Great, but I don't think you have to rush. I think you're at a you're in a good position at this point where you don't have to rush to find yourself another quarterback because Jared Goff has proven that he can run this offense effectively and efficiently. He can um he's still only 28 years old, so he's not like an older, he's not an older player that you have to figure out. He's not injury prone, and he's on a relatively team friendly deal. Here. When he's a free agent and he's looking for long-term money, maybe that changes. And, you know, the dynamic changes from that perspective. I do think the Lions should invest in a in a young quarterback in the event that Jared Goff becomes, you know, goes out of their price range. They got to draft they somebody this year. Draft someone. Yes, I think they should draft. They shouldn't. They don't have to rush to use one of their first round picks to get him. Say that again, Ann. You have a mock draft you want to talk about? No, not yet. But I think <laughs> I think the Lions should draft a, draft Anthony Richardson and you know just sit on him. I think right when you turn a corner as a football team after so many years of being bad, like the Lions did, and you were one game like the Giants did this year, playoff, exactly. And you have a quarterback who's not old, who might be coming into his prom, and who's already made it to a Super Bowl, which means he can get back there again if he needs to. Right. I think you ride that and see yeah. where it takes you rather than try to look for a shiny new toy. 
Yeah, uh, caution against it because you could easily take a step backwards and you haven't even taken a full step forwards yet. Well, that's what I mean, Vaughn. Like if they had the number three pick, if they had a top three pick, that means they were bad. They would have been bad. Right. Yes. They would have had to have been bad in order to get that. I'm not talking about this Rams pick that they have, you know, being at six. Like this is that's a pick that they got via trade. If they were a bad team, if they were the Bears, if they were the Texans, if they were oh, the Cardinals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't bring us yeah. into it. Have the number yeah, one he pick. Just told the truth. Don't bring us into this. You just told the truth. Ace, you have the number one don't pick. bring us into this. Don't bring us into this. You know, really, we know oh, the Bears and, don't have a real quarterback, so you know that's not mention your sorry Jets, all right? Hey, but they're not the one number one pick. Like they're not the number one pick, though. That pick could be used to impact a thing that could put the Detroit Lions into first place. Right. Very easily, rather than reloading again at the quarterback position, I'd say go second round, third round with a project in yeah. case Goff does price himself out of Detroit. But use that pick. I don't know Malik's team as well as he does, but maybe corner on the other side of Akuda. Is it Akuda? That's yeah, correct. If they, if they don't, uh, well, my, my hope, my hope is that they that they you know use the free agent market to get a veteran, um, a veteran corner. Um, and yeah, you can still draft one, but Eli my Apple's hope is my hope. No, I mean a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a good one. They use the free agent market, the trade oh. market, whatever they need to do to get themselves a leader in that, you know, a, you know, a, a veteran corner that can teach these young, cause the, the corner, the corners in Detroit are really young. Mm. They're extremely young. So to me, drafting another young one that has to now learn from young guys who really haven't learned yet. Mm-hmm. I think that they need a. I think they need a, they, a strong veteran voice, you know, in that in that room. Um, probably get a linebacker then. I would, would. I mean, honestly, I want Detroit to trade down. I want Detroit to try to acquire more picks and trade down if they if they possibly Everybody can. Everybody wants their team to trade let down. Ask, Nobody wants their team to y'all, trade since, up. Since, since both, since y'all both represent the teams I'm about to talk about, let me ask y'all this: Would y'all tra- you, you see the Lions train with the Bears? The Lions moving up to you know get Bryce Young? No. What? No. To explain, you know what that no. would call. It would, it would cost them a ton, and there's no value. That's literally telling your fan base and anybody that's watching that you don't believe in Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's exactly telling them that you don't believe in him, and Do that they you... believe in Jared Goff. You the fans actually believe again, Jared Goff. Pub- publicly, publicly, the Lions have come out in, in support of Jared Goff. No, no, I'm talking about the Lions. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the fans. Is the fans actually believe in Jared Goff? Yeah. Why do they believe in Bryce Young? Why why wouldn't they? I mean because he's Jared Goff. Look, all thus far have pointed to him being a good quarterback for this team. When right. when the situation has when the situation has uh has worked out in his favor. Look, Jared Goff could be Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> he could absolutely be Kirk Cousins. But what we know about Kirk Cousins is if you give him a good team around him, he can perform. Get you 12 wins. You may not win a you're not you're not winning a Super Bowl. You may not win a Super Bowl because of him, but you're winning him. The only thing I know about Jared Goff, um, what's the name? Not Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, is that Kirk Cousins have the better bank account for me for being a mediocre quarterback. Kirk gets a bad no, he doesn't. He's the king of the mid-level quarterbacks. That's fair. He gets a, he gets a bad rap. Kirk's not a bad quarterback. He gets a really bad rap for some reason. Would you okay? Would you rather have him or Daniel Jones? Well, I'm younger and more. So physically keep it quiet, then. Nope, keep it quiet. Y'all could have had him. Y'all could have had him. So wrap what it up, wrap it up. 
Anything y'all looking forward to going to the NBA All Star Weekend? Three point contest, slam dunk, rising stars, get that. I'm looking for a team of between the NBA player and the WNBA player, so you can see what what the WNBA players can do. I don't know. I don't care. They're not doing the two ball contest. There's another Nick in the slam dunk contest, and there's Levon's favorite Nick in the three point contest. So, who we rooting for? Who y'all betting on? I lost the odds on that. Like, I just hope Sims doesn't embarrass us. I know Randall is. He's just gonna be terrible. But I hope Sims surprises and comes out and does something worth watching. Did they get unlimited tries like they used to, like they usually do? No, no. I don't. I don't, well, I don't think. They, I don't know if they changed tries. the. I don't know if they changed the format. They every year they 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 make some tweaks to the format in order to try to make it more exciting. Um, last mm-hmm. year they they weren't allowed to do it. But I, I'll say this: I, you know, when I heard Sims was was going to be in it, I started watching some videos of just like there's uh, YouTube videos where they just put together a highlight or like you know dunking highlights of these players the, the four players in the competition mm-hmm. i didn't know sims could jump that damn high yeah oh, sims, get up. sims off of off of two feet yeah I've, I've watched videos where sims has hit his head on the rim like yeah. his forehead on the, on the rim he's 610 yeah, yeah he got high. there's a there's a video of him jumping and touching the the top of the backboard so if he has to me with with that jumping ability if he has any ingenuity, any you know thing about he he's he's good enough to win. <laughs> like he, he he's got the yeah. physical attributes to win. Personally, for me, three point contest is always my favorite. I love the three point contest. I will watch that, and then I will watch maybe the first round of the dunk contest, and then I'll stop. And the I don't typically watch the star game either. Top three favorites in the three point contest are Buddy Heels at plus four twenty. Yeah. Damian Lillard at plus 470, and Jason Tatum at plus 550. Um, Kevin to that, Lori Markinen, Halliburton, and Vaughn's favorite, Julius Randle at plus 950. So if Randle wins, <laughs> for every dollar you put on I think my right, shot So Levon's going to be putting his, his big paycheck on, on Julius Randle. I think mm. Kevin Herter, <laughs> I think Kevin Herter may actually do this. He's going to get tired. He's going to get and probably give up halfway oh. through it. Randall? Randall? No, because the totally you are unless you got a jump. And last year, didn't um Carl Anthony Towns win it? Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns won, won a three point contest last Is that year. How little you oh, pay man, attention? You getting that old? But he doesn't. But he but he yeah, damn near broke a record. This crap? Are you serious? I'm, he I damn near broke that. a record. <laughs> yes, I think he he broke a record for the for big man. Shooting like he like he broke the whatever the points yeah, record was the best shooting big man ever. And who do you got out of the yeah. uh, out of the people I just named? Give me Randall. Got it. I love it. I mean, look, the thing that helps Julius Randall is he doesn't he doesn't jump on his shot. No way, he doesn't like exert a lot of energy. It's all it's all so that's why he's gonna win for him. That's why he's gonna win. But that's why I don't think he's I don't that's why I don't think he's gonna run out of energy. He has the lowest three point shooting percentage of anybody in the competition. Oh no, he's gonna, not he's not gonna win. The, Kevin Hurd are shooting thirty nine percent at all. What happened to this guy? The huh? Knicks at the halfway point here. Well, this isn't really It's like twenty games left in the season. It's the halfway. It's the All Star game. It's, it's the halfway point. It ain't the halfway point, boy. 
It's not baseball. It hasn't <laughs> they, been the halfway they point. They played yet. like 58 games already. There's like 38 ridiculous. games left. They played yeah. 60 games. 60 it's games. ridiculous. It's 82 game season. It's like half they played, half Most teams have played like 55. It's 41, sir. Games. We should have stopped this shit three weeks ago. It's crazy. I was like, what? I like, did they do the All Star game already? Because I'm looking at the standards and I'm like, no. It's oh, always man. during Black History Month. I don't. I'm telling you, man. Just, well, I don't know. President's Day well, weekend was interesting because they're in Utah. So, well, I read that they that they they pushed it back. They were forced. To, the NBA was forced to push it back an, an additional week because the NFL extended their season a week. Personally, wow. so I think they should just go the straight up head to head. All Star game. Watch. He's watching. Nobody's watching the NBA. Nobody's watching the NBA All Star game on the day the same day as the Super Bowl. That's ridiculous. one more question before we go mm. into shoutouts. Valley Sportsnet, the regional coverage that used to be Fox Sports, whatever. They cover your games down there in Atlanta, I believe, and a few other places, also in Texas. Mm-hmm. Valley Sports Southwest, I think they're called now. Um, and then Antonio and Arizona and all the other places. Everybody out there in California, don't gotta worry, because y'all are on uh Spectrum or Embassy Sports. They're bankrupt. They file for bankruptcy. It's gonna mess up baseball's money and it's gonna mess up a lot of the NBA's money. Yeah, I just so I think that's gonna affect the salary the cap next year. Cap, did they already sign a TV contract? Well, if they file for bankruptcy. Essentially, what they're saying is we can't, we don't have enough money to pay our creditors. So, because everybody's core cutting, right? So, like, even if you switch to Sling or YouTube TV, like I, like a lot of people have, like I did, that's what I use because it basically gets me enough of what I want to see because I don't really care about baseball until the playoffs. Uh, I'll catch what I catch. Yeah, filing bankruptcy doesn't mean you don't filing bank mean that your debtors don't get paid. No, but it doesn't. It means you don't filing get guaranteed bankruptcy. money that they filing bankruptcy. Get. So the Miami Marlins can't no, make no, their payroll, but... and the Kansas City Royals can't make their payroll, and the Memphis Grizzlies. You better be on TNT more ESPN because uh, who knows where that money's coming for Ja? You know what I'm saying? I think this impacts the next collective bargaining, the next, the next agreement. But I don't know. I don't know how much it affects the current agreement. That's all I'm saying. All right. Because one of the one of the TV partners, you know. Lost out. Well, the show is definitely falling off. All right. We'll have some more <laughs> games for y'all next week. <laughs> and we can't even pick XFL games because oh, they haven't put any lines up on covers or any of the other uh, sports books that I was checking. So I can't even help y'all with that. But I'm betting on AJ I'm betting on the show so you can find out the top five. Top five of what? I don't know which are your dad's top five. Of your what? dad's top five who is the greatest of all time. Well, I can tell you right now. Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Elgin Baylor, Magic, and probably put in, uh, who's that old-timey guy that played in the 50s? Um, He had the points before Kareem and before Wilt for like a half a second, Bob Pettit. Like 1958. (laughs) You think I'm joking, but no, seriously. He was one of the 75 greatest players. He was one of the guys that I was arguing should be taken off the 75 greatest list and put on new players because who cares? David Busher to get taken off there as well. But, you know, that's mom petty, apparently. But you put somebody on the list, you can't take them off. Actually, you can. That's why things change. No, you can't. No, no, you can't, Ace. Yeah? We had this conversation already. (laughs) You can remove people. Listen, they took... The top 50. They took OJ Simpson's Heisman Trophy. The first 50 years of the NBA. They repossess OJ's Heisman and Reggie Bush's. That's got nothing to do with it. Because he apparently murdered, he allegedly. Okay, allegedly. Better... I don't want to get Pac Mac if you. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, everybody. 
Better than that, allegedly. <laughs> okay, so better than that. They took Reggie Bush's uh, Heisman Trophy. He didn't he cheat. Sucks, but, you know, they gave his parents a house. Money. What's that got to do with him? Allegedly he gave took- the house. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, you said allegedly word. Broke, you know, you never know. He didn't cheat. He, he wasn't on steroids. What they gotta take his Heisman for? See what I'm saying? The things change. They can also give it back. No, if they wanted to. No, because no. players are allowed to get paid now. So what did they do? And if we find out shown? Dave DeBusher is a murderer, then sure, you take him off the list. But that, but, the, but, but he's no longer with but us. Until so I know then, what's happen. it'll be a very interesting cold case. Until then, yeah, <laughs> until then, then you leave him. You can't wow. take the guys. I think the you first can. Fifty represented the first confident. fifty years. That was the fifty represented the first fifty years of the NBA. That's mm. why they didn't do another fifty when they hit <laughs> seventy five years. They just added twenty five years and added another twenty five players. Do me a favor. They then. didn't say, "All right, we're going to redo this whole damn thing now." Since <laughs> you care so much about the first fifty years, who won the first NBA championship? I don't exactly I don't care about the first fifty years. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, you put a list exactly. Out. You expand, That's why you can take people off. They expanded off. the list. That doesn't mean you take people. No, I'm being take dead. people off. Take people why not? Off. They were on the fifth year. They were alive for that. You can knock off about five of them. It's not like, like <laughs> it's, no, it's not. It's not like the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame in the NFL are not That's looking at like. All right, well, Once you're, you're in the Hall of Fame, you're, you're in the Hall so, of Fame. You know, Ed Reed, you're done. Like Ed Reed, you got to get out of here because uh, you know Darrell <laughs> Reeves needs that bus. Listen, right like when the. When the it NFL hits 125 years and they do the top 125 players in NFL history, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be out here talking the talking about Otto Graham and dudes who invent forward pass like Sid Luckman and shit. Okay, because they're not going to have them on the list at like 97. Yes, they will. It's going to be Joe Montana. Yes, it's going to be all color representative. No, they're not going to go past like <laughs> Fran Tarkington. I'm they telling absolutely you. Will. Why are you taking because... people off the list? I don't understand. What is that? Lists are, these lists are representative of Gone the Gone and entire... forgotten. They're in the Hall of Fame for a no. reason. They get to live in the Hall. No. The same no, baseball. It's... We don't got to remember people who played in the 1890s. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep it moving. <laughs> we do. Color TV highlights, Grandpa. Color still TV still talk about Babe Ruth. People yeah. still talk about Babe Ruth. He's all, he's all, people yeah, still talk about Babe Ruth today. If you're Mad Dog Russo, you are. They still talk about Some run hitter of all time. No, we he's not. Saw, we just saw um, those are those are segregation saw, home runs. Those are affirmative saw, action <laughs> home runs. We just saw Aaron Ro- Aaron Judge break Roger Maris's record, and for three weeks, people talked about Roger Maris. Yep, and the home run record. And Roger Maris isn't in the Hall of Fame in 1961 or 62, 62. And Roger Maris isn't in the Hall of Fame. You said you said they're not. You said they're not. They don't talk about other people. They don't talk about old players. I'm saying they do. In baseball, I'm talking about football. In all sports, they talk Malik, about old Malik, in all sports. They do not talk about any player in the in the NFL who played before 1970. They always talk about the you don't listen era. to a lot if of you play about your name era, they do about. not bring you up. I'm listening to myself. You do not talk about a lot of sports, obviously. Color TV highlights. Only in baseball do they, they go back to the about, 1880s and talk about you, Cy Young. Did you say 1880s? What? You're tripping. You're tripping. I'm, you're, I'm you're tripping. Tri- you are you are absolutely tripping if you All think right. that at during no during no telecast of Cleveland Browns games does the name Jim Brown ever get mentioned. You are absolutely out of your damn mind. Okay. If you think that. <laughs> let me know the next time the Lions honor the 1957 championship team. Do me a favor and let me know when they do that. Okay. Because that shit I never especially, they probably will, especially since the Lions ain't won one since. They probably will. Ace. Hey, the they don't even count that towards. Hey, they the don't even count that towards championships Ace. in the NFL. 
the fact that you are a Chicago Bears fan and you're talking this blasphemy, blasphemy. is ridiculous. Look, Your team's wow. history actually goes back that far. I As know. a Giants fan, it goes Rosie back that far Brown, too. Rosie no. Brown. The what? Giants, Rosie Brown. You're making up names. You're thinking of Rosie Greer. <laughs> no, it's Rosie Brown. Oh, no, Rosie. Rosie Brown? Yeah. What position did he play? He was a tackle. No, he's what you mean. No, Whoa. Rosie Brown was a tackle for the New York Giants. I think it was number 70. Let me see. Don't have Rosie. Rosie Brown. Let me see. Is it Brown? Did I get that right? No. Or is it Greer? Rosie Greer was an enemy. He didn't play for the Giants. No, it's a guy. It's Rosie Greer. No. Yeah, Rosie I know. Brown. Yeah. All right. So you don't bring the show to a crashing halt. Uh, <laughs> and who do you got? What's your shout outs? I'm just going to give my shout-outs to all Jets. I'm giving it to the Sauce Gunners, giving it to Garrett Wilson, back-to-back rookies of the year, quit holding it down. I give it my shout-out is going to be to Darrell Revis going into the Hall of Fame, number 24, locking it down one side. Also going to give a shout-out to Joe Klecko, finally getting into the Hall of Fame. And my last and final shout-out is to you, Mr. Nick Sariani, for creating the new Jordan um, crime meme. That's my shout-out for me. <laughs> All right. Going so back moved. into my, I'm going back into my darkness. Quite so retreat now. By, he was so moved by that rendition of the the national anthem. Yeah. You know, right. he was pre, he was he was pre crying because he knew he was losing that game. <laughs> You're not original, Amelia. Aunt, Aunt uh, Levon, meet yourself. Five ten minutes of dead air space. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to edit <laughs> all that out. Ace muted me because Rosie Roosevelt. Brown, Rosie Brown, played from 1953 to about 1965 for the New York Football Giants. He was an offensive tackle. Went to, Morgan State, went to Morgan State University and is part of NFL and Giants history. We still talk about players. If the team is old enough to have old and great players, not every team is that old, but Ace just makes up this crazy shit. I want to give I a shout up. <laughs> they don't count. Rosie, they where? never talk about NFL championships on the on there. They only count Super Bowl titles. If they talked about NFL titles, they wouldn't oh, wait, be talking wait, wait, wait. about talk the about Giants. Hold on, they wouldn't be talking about talk the Giants about and San Francisco 49ers. They'd be talking about the Bears, Packers. Talk about it. Is this my shot? Can They'd be I, talking can about I the Bears, the Packers, and the Browns and the Steelers as having the, the reason they rings. don't do that is because there's a merger. And if they were to talk about that, they would be they would be isolating and not including the teams in the merger ever since they did merge the two leagues. So they only talk about Super Bowl. Technically, Super Bowl one, two, and three was not really Super Bowls back then yes. until they changed it. But anyway, back they to the Super Bowl. Shout out. They still they talk about um, who's the who's the quarterback coach that everybody Johnny Unitas. Give me your shout outs, Grandpa. Give me your, your shout out. Johnny, where's your dad at? Your dad would be a shame. Yeah, we need right now. Give shout me your out shout to Aaron's dad. Aunt, mute yourself. Shout out to Aaron's dad. It would be ashamed of him in this moment for not respecting history and his elders. So, yes, those are my shots. <laughs> All right. I, I, will let, this <laughs> I will let Malik finish. Um, shout out to Pat McAfee for speaking truth to power. Shout out to Shannon Sharp for trying <laughs> to fight the entire Memphis Grizzlies uh, team. Almost. But being sane enough to not actually step onto the court. Uh, I appreciate you for that. Um, to the, everybody else on FS1, y'all are doing pretty good. I don't even really watch them shows no more. I've even, I think I've canceled that channel. I've canceled the Red Zone. Um, cable is just going away, and it's kind of sad. 
And uh, shout out to the NBA season because now I'm fully in and I'm picking these games. And uh, I'm glad I took the Clippers because they're they're beating Phoenix a half. And Chris Paul is out here following people. Like I said, he was last week hacking away <laughs> with his uh, with his little self out there. Anyways, yeah, those are my shout outs for the week. I'm looking forward to the slam dunk contest. Jericho Sims winning again. He is he has the highest odds. So I would bet on him and I would bet on Kevin Herter. Those are my shout outs. Shout out to Gambling Gods. Yeah, Malik. Shout out to LeBron James for breaking the scoring record. It's a record that I didn't think was going to go. I never thought that that record was going to go away. We did that and, like, last Jordan week. didn't do it. Yeah, I, I wasn't on the show last week, so I'm oh, going to shout out. So I'm going to do that. Okay. So shout out to him for breaking that record. I uh, didn't think that record was going to go down, and it did. Um, shout out to um, Jalen Brunson. Uh, he is not being recognized being an all being the all star that he is. He's absolutely an all star. He should be in this game. He may get in the game because I just I just read that Giannis uh, hurt himself, and so his status is unknown for mm-hmm. this game. And so they may have to do a, they have to get another uh, injury replacement, and that may wind up being Jalen Brunson. Um, so, but shout out, but early shout out to Brunson. Everybody knows, not just Knicks fans. Everybody knows that he deserves to be there. Um, and he should be there. So shout out to him for his accomplishments to this point. Um, and last but not least, shout out to Patrick Mahomes. And here's the reason: not because of, not because of winning the oh, shout winning out to Pat Bowl. Mahomes senior too. Shout out to Pat Mahomes. Winning the Super Bowl is great. The, but the reason why the best reason why you win the Super Bowl is not for not just for the ring, not for the accolades, not for the money. But the reason why you win the Super Bowl is so that you could get stupid drunk on camera and nobody says shit to you about it. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes in the parade got stupid drunk, and in any other situation, everybody would be ripping him. The entire, the entire, all the social media, the entire world, would be ripping him apart. But no, he won the Super Bowl. So guess what he gets to do? He gets to act like a drunken lunatic on camera and nobody says anything. <laughs> That is why you play the game, and that's why you win, damn it. That's why you win. So shout out to him for uh, for being able to take advantage of the opportunity. Just don't get caught on camera doing the shit next week. I mm. was disappointed that no showed up shirtless to the team party on, on, the, on the bus. Like um, J.R. Smith should be on every championship team. Like J.R. Smith. Yeah, there needs to be one J.R. Smith. Nobody showed up in costume, nothing. I was I was kind of shocked. And shout out to Kadarius Tony for proving the Giants wrong and winning the ring oh. and showing him that he was on a bus. Boom! Had to get that in. Yeah, Joe showing you don't know what you're doing, baby. Get it no, together. Did you, did you see, uh, what's his name? Ju- Juju. Did you see Juju oh, yeah. rip the Giants about it? Yeah. He was like, the Giants yeah. don't know what the hell they doing. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, and we out. Back to